You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you friendly Force users out there. I'm Chris Jade, and welcome to another episode of our special mini podcast of Echo Station Podcast, um, Padme's Closet. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Ian. Hello, everyone. Hey. And we've got a particularly fantastic costume to talk about today. We do. Um, this is my second favorite costume from the movie, I think. It's uh it's pretty it's pretty out there. Yeah. So we are talking about of course um episode 1's Senate gown which is a I, I mean I want to say monstrosity but I don't mean that like in a bad way. Yeah, it's a good monstrosity. It's just it's a it's a beast. It is a behemoth of a It's a lot. of an outfit. Um, it's a lot. It's not the Senate outfit that we talked about previously. This is of course the red and orange outfit where she addresses the Senate, tries to plead Naboo's case, and then goes, no, screw y'all, I have a vote of no confidence. Yeah, this is a statement dress. This is a head bitch in charge dress. Okay, so. We should note also that Chris is looking through uh, the, what's it called, Designing a Galaxy, right? Yes, so if you hear flipping pages, yes, so there's... it's because there are five pages dedicated to this outfit. And the beautiful close-ups of it. Yes. And so I'm flipping through it as we describe. So bear with us. We will try and, and flip softly, but... I will flip quietly. You know, it's <laughs> it's a book, folks. So just bear with us if you hear ruffling and weird noises. That's what's happening. Or or you can pretend like it's ASMR. Ooh. Star Wars style. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Don't whisper, don't whisper, don't whisper. <laughs> oh, I object. <laughs> okay, so... This outfit, it's a, it's a very warm-colored palette. It's all reds and golds and oranges. Um, it's very, very Asian-influenced once again. Which is, you know, a reoccurring theme with Star Wars costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, the main dress is... Let's see. Um, it's like a... It's a velvet... What about the, the outer cloak, you mean? The red one? Oh, we're talking about that. I was going to mention that later. Okay. Okay. So the oh yeah. Well, we can talk about the cape first. Well, no. So are you talking about the the red part or her actual? Which one are you talking about? Oh no, no. I'm talking about the red part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the, there are multiple layers. Yes. So there's like there's, like there's an outer cloak that is is a, sort of a let's see what do they actually they actually say what it is orange silk taffeta overlaid with gold metallic organza. And it has a ridiculous amount of embroidery throughout. There, oh god, there's just an insane amount of detail to this. Like I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's, yeah. So do you want to start like working from like inner layers out? Sure. Okay. Okay. So the very first layer, the underdress is an orange. They say orange shot gold. So it has this like fantastic gold sheen to it. Um, and it's a uh, vintage silk taffeta. I love that they reused a lot of fabrics. They did. They were, I was watching one of the little documentaries kind of, on it, and it was like a turn-of-the-century fabric that they used. So Yeah. They sourced a lot of these antique fabrics, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and it's 
constructed using these in, these gorgeous what they call um it's a sunray pleat technique which is really a pain in the ass to do it's a lot of work <laughs> a lot of ironing um but it's absolutely stunning and you barely see any of it yep oh we'll get we'll, we'll get to why but yep yeah um on top of that there's this uh the very top there's this fantastic seed bead gold collar fringe that just comes down almost almost like a like a choker necklace piece mm-hmm. and it's got all this this beaded fringe that hangs from it and it's absolutely stunning you want to describe the next layer it is I, I, what, I don't, what's, what's the next layer tell me what it is i can describe it <laughs> it is well, are we talking about like the the overcoat thing oh the red one yeah so she has this gorgeous overcoat that goes on top of it and it's you know at first appearance it's like red velvet but it's actually a green velvet with like a red overlay right is that how they describe it yeah it's 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 a weird dyeing technique and i think it's it 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 all comes down to the way it photographs and the way it shoots Mm -hmm. on film so that they get the color that they want it to look like and not the color that it actually is right and you you find this a lot with costuming in in movies most of the time obviously it reads as red you know because that's the prime it's you know the brighter color but under it, it is a green dark dark green so when she hits the re- light just right it'll shift to like a red green color um it's adorned with all these rose looking things yes i don't know if they have a specific name in the book or not no, they're just they're just freehand kind. Of, they're okay, so they're they are freehand bronze metallic embroidered threads that they do in this kind of like a ruched little circular pattern type of and thing. And they have like five or six different golds and bronzes in there for threads. Um, it's it drapes on her very nicely. On top of her shoulders, she has what would what would you describe that as? Like, that's rouging. That's the red. That's rouging. Okay, there's a big rouging on top of her shoulders, and then on the bottom, uh, bottom front bits, she has it's continued. It's there. continued there with some gold rope, uh, uh, braided rope. Yeah, and then it has this orange uh, trim that goes around it that looks like someone just like took a hot glue gun and just like sprayed all over it. But I know that's not the case. <laughs> no. Um. It's gorgeous. Like it's, it really is one of these dresses. It that looks like a kind of silk. The, uh, the which one? The, the that very that orange bit that's on the sleeves oh, that lines the sleeves yeah. and the outer edge of the robe. I think it's like an. I think it's a sort of a silk type thing, and it's heavily embroidered. It is this. This I don't know if this is like the most embroidered dress that she has in the movie, but. It's, it's certainly close. up there, close. if not the top yeah. one. Um, and then, of course, you have her headdress and her... Uh, you call them the horns, right? I call them the horns. The horns on her head of You mess hair. with the bull, you get the horns. Uh, it's all... Uh, it was gold-plated. Um, and looking up close, you, the jewelry on the bands that are around the hair pieces, there's, like, blue turquoise, there's rubies, there's... I mean, the detail... Does not, you know, just us talking about it does not do it justice. No, it's crazy. And all of this was made for the film. Correct. Um, so these were all, these were all, um, they're made out of copper. So they were, uh, they're, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're, they're, it's a copper filigree, basically, that they uh, um, used electroforming technique, and then they gold-plated everything. So much and it's gold. Just and, yeah, and you can you can very see the the heavily Mongolian influence. Oh, for sure, with the hair throughout piece, this, definitely. Yeah. Um, and especially the tubes that are at the very bottom. Um, yes. I don't know. Are they called something in the book? Are they mm, talk about it yeah, all? It doesn't give us doesn't give us specific name okay. for it. Um, I love those two tubes because obviously you know her hair goes in there and stuff. And I like how they are red, and you have these gold squares that are you know, plated on there. Uh, yeah. And then it's finished off with, she has like a, a little bit of a crown piece that goes onto a, a reverse widow's peak, I guess, down mm-hmm. to her face with the Naboo crest on the very center. Um, and then uh, she has this gold beading down on the side. That's really pretty too. Yes. So they're extensively used. Um, again, antique seed beads um i i can't even imagine doing this much seed beading on one thing right? it is yeah. an insane amount it's a lot and, and all of this was done by hand all of this is done by hand um and then uh, we have to talk about something that really pisses me off about this costume is that oh oh yes <laughs> is that they decided to put her we see this costume as full glory for like maybe 30 seconds when Anakin goes to tell Padme, hey, bye, I'm gonna go be a Jedi now, see ya. <laughs> um, you know, she walks out and she says, you know, we'll, we'll tell her for you, blah, 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 blah. And then she walks away, cool. And then when she's actually addressing the Senate, they put her, they had the nerve to cover all of that up and put her in a black, like, faux fur, big shoulder piece cape it's bizarre and it's got these huge like 80s ruched shoulder pad things like like an 80s goth thing like i was wearing that last night at the halloween party but enormous sized yes oh i can see that yeah 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 no and it's it it doesn't you know what it makes her look like every time i see this especially there's this one um promotional photograph and, and she's against this blood red background she looks like a vampire straight out of um bram stoker's dracula from the 90s Ooh, she does she looks like a straight up vampire i love it. speaking of promo pics this picture was also a promo pic in the vanity fair issue that they did on the movie but for yes. some reason they shot it in tunisia so she's like in the desert in this dress i'm like what ouch what are you doing what's happening but i think like the sun was either setting or the sun was rising so it was kind of cool in the desert so that's why i'm probably sure they did it then uh yeah but i just found it funny that they shot it in the desert um but yeah so they had the audacity to put her in a black cloak i get it when make her somber you want to you know show meaning show you know she doesn't want to you know be all flashing and everything but like you covered up basically everything except for the hair yeah it's and it's not even an interesting cloak. It's, it literally just looks like black fabric. No, it's just a plain black cloak. Draped over her with, I don't know, with, with weird shoulder pads. I, it upset me so much because I'm like, oh, okay. Is this like... It's a choice. Like, it's a choice. Is this like a guy's suit? Like he'll wear like, you know, a vest and his shirt and then like her coat is like his version of like a suit coat. Like, is this what, <laughs> is this what fancy is? Because I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. It 
I don't like it. No, it it ruins it, honestly. Because that's the longest scene you see her in this outfit for in. And she's in a black cloak. Against, mind you, the Senate Chambers is already dark. So it's like kind of black on, you know, the dark purples, dark grays and blues and stuff like that. So it kind of blends into the scenery. And so well, and I feel like head. a lot of the senators wear dark colors. And for her to be out here in this red, it makes such a statement. It's a power move. I agree. And I think they should have. Why would you cover that right? up? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know if it was like a last minute decision or what, but I don't, I don't like that. Um, yeah. What else does the book say? Uh, what does the book say? Let's see. Mm, I don't think it says much else on it. It's it's there's not a lot of wording about it. They just give a the kind of quick description of it. Um, there's an incredible amount of close-ups though. So if you were to ever want to recreate this costume, if you are that masochistic, this is a fantastic resource. Yeah, because there are great close-ups of the beating. And, you know, the exact techniques that they used and the the exact shape of things. The filigree. There's fantastic close-ups of the filigree that are on the headdress. So, for those cosplayers out there. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're a Star Wars costumer, this book is kind of... A necessity. A holy grail. It's a necessity. Um, Speaking of people recreating this look, and I'll get your thoughts on this book in a second. But... um, Jedi Amanda, if you guys not follow her on Twitter, please go do that right now. It's at Jedi Amanda. Um, she created this look, and she took it. She's one of the few people to have redone this, and she took it to uh, the not this celebration, but the previous celebration. Um, and I believe she took home second place with this one. It's it's stunning. It's gorgeous. Like, I saw, and I think she had it as well at the celebration, too. Um, actually, no, she did, because I, I remember fangirling over her, and I got a picture with her yeah. in that outfit. Never mind, Ian. Hello. I I drank last night, so. <laughs> we went we went to a Halloween party last night, so we're, we're recovering. Yes, lots of fireball was had by Ian, and only Ian. <laughs> and only Ian. So, forgive me, but, um, yeah, no, I got it. I've fangirled so hard over this outfit because she looked gorgeous yeah um but i mean hats off to you because she did this outfit and she also did um we mentioned in the, one of the previous episodes that we did uh her decoy outfit the black one with the feather headdress and everything she did that one yes. as well um and then she had her harem of handmaidens with her which is really cute um no, she's an incredible incredible seamstress oh, incredible she's, creator fantastic and she's super nice too like she's unbelievably just sweet um so if you guys follow her give her some love uh she posts a lot of pictures i think she's working on mortal Kombat right now i think she's doing a katana which looks gorgeous um and i'm sure i'm sure excuse me that she'll be doing another kind of star wars costume in the near future so um but yeah, go give her some love. Like I said, it's Jedi Amanda uh, on Twitter. She has a bunch of pictures of her in this outfit and her other Star yeah. Wars outfits. She's got a. She's also got a blog. If you want to follow along, how she did this, um, it took over nine months to create it. And, I, and this wasn't like when I take over nine months to make something. It's because I'm, you know, procrastinating for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was she was probably working on it for several hours oh, a day yeah. for nine months. Uh, but she literally looks like she stepped out of the movie with this outfit on. And yeah, I, it's fantastic. 
am in awe of her and her skills and her discipline more so than anything. Uh, so well done to you. Uh, like I said, go follow her, go give her some love. Uh, so what are your final thoughts on this outfit in particular, madame? I love it. It's very, it's, it's very iconic Padme. I think it's very indicative of, of like the Naboo culture and, and, and their fashion presence and the kind of, the kind of impression that they want to make uh, um, from their, you know, political standpoints and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Unless, until they cover it in a black cloak. <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible work. I mean, to put so much work on an outfit that really isn't seen very long, mm-hmm. it's insane. Well, it's insane. and we talked about this, like, none of her outfits are seen very long, except for no. maybe her opening one when she's in her red outfit... Her handmaid disguise for both of them, and then her, uh, I don't know, her battle outfit. Yeah. The lady changes clothes constantly. She does. Carrie Fisher had this joke at George Lucas's roast where uh, she said that, you know, uh, uh, you have the audacity to have this new chick, this queen armadillo, whatever the hell her name is, <laughs> to... Uh, she practically has a new hairstyle and outfit every time she walks through a door. Yeah. Which, she's not wrong. No, yeah, and Leia, like, got five outfits. Yeah. Um, but that always made me giggle, because I'm like, oh, she's kind of right. Yeah. But, I mean, I always think about different circumstances, too. Come on. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, Leia was actively in war proceedings. And battle. Yeah, Padme's like, I gotta look pretty. And running and escaping. And, you know, and Amidala was a political figure. Yeah. Um, So this image is very, you know, it, like you said, is very Padme. Whenever I think of Padme, I either think of her red outfit from her throne room or this outfit. Yes. These are the two images that really pop into my head when I think of Queen Amidala specifically. Not just Padme, but Queen Amidala. It is this outfit or it is the red uh, throne room gown. Which is interesting because they have the same color palette. They do. Um, not many of her outfits share the same color palettes, but these two definitely do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the one, you know, they made the Queen of Madala Collector's Doll into this one, and I have it. Still in the box. Oh, lucky. Um, lucky. It's, you know, I, I love this outfit. They made a figure of her. They, you know, it's one of those outfits that very much, you know she's away from Naboo, so she has to still represent it. And she does that very well, and she's still very queenly. You know, she can't, you know, slouch in this outfit or else the hair will just topple over, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, everything about it I love. I don't... Is there anything on this outfit that you would change? Hmm. Well, I mean, aside from the cloak. Yeah, besides that. Um... Not really. I mean, it does... It does what it's supposed to do. The one thing I... I would, I would love to have seen the underdress more. That's one thing I would do. I would open it up a little bit more. And then I would also take out her little, like, pointed nipple thing at the very top of her head. Oh, the, that little crowning piece? Yeah, I don't like it. It looks like she can pick up, like, radio waves with it. But, you know, the um, the throne room dress has something very similar to its headpiece. Yeah, but... So I, I bet that was, like, a conscious choice. I 
I don't, I just didn't like it on this outfit particular. Like the throne room, it works, but this one, it just seems like, you know, the hair kind of sloops down and then mm-hmm. it goes up again a little bit and then down. And then there's like this little, like, you know, metal thing right there. Looks like an incense burner. <laughs> Could you imagine just like walking into the throne room and just having like a little incense coming out of her head? You know, it's like a very Catholic mass. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> just walks with the Pope. Hey. Well, Sup? I mean, nobody does regalia like the Catholics. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. It's her little incense burner. I don't like the incense burner, but that's just me. <laughs> Everything else that I would keep the same and obviously I would burn that black cloak yeah like just burn it that's the one thing that pissed me off so much about this outfit is that like i really get pissed about two outfits in this movie and it's this one and it was her tattooing disguise because who goes in disguise on a desert planet wearing fucking wool star wars people (laughs) once again star wars people yeah so go back and listen i still that's one of our funniest episodes because go back and listen to that one with the padme and her disguise outfit because i have so many feelings on it yeah and naturally it's the only one i've ever worn yeah yeah don't hate it on you i just hate it in the movie that's how that goes yeah (laughs) well make this one and you'll you know yeah i'm not making this one no (laughs) no not yeah no No. the hell with that no i know which one i'm making but not this one if i I ever get around to it uh did you tell me which which one you're making yeah it's the uh the dinner dress the bondage dress that's right yeah That'll be in season two. Yes. Um, so, and real quick before we leave, I have to give a huge, huge shout out to one of our Twitter followers, um, Ryan Bullock. Uh, his Twitter handle is uh, Raza, R-A-Z-A, 2594. Um, he always, always, always includes our podcast whenever we... Thank uh, you so much. Yes, whenever we uh, do the Follow Friday things on Twitter. He always includes us with, you know, a slew of other great Star Wars podcasts. So thank you so much, Ryan. We appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate the boost. Um, we've gained actually a number of followers because of those Follow Fridays that you do. So we greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for that. Um, but that about wraps us up here for Padme's Closet. We have, after this episode, we will have... One, let's see, two, three, four outfits left. Yes. And what we've decided to do is this next outfit is her somber black outfit where she goes, you know, I'm going to leave. Peace. Her outfit after that is the uh, purple outfit that Chris is a huge Mm -hmm. fan of. Oh, such a big fan. And then we have her battle outfit and then her Naboo celebration outfit. So we really have three episodes left because we are combining her celebration outfit and her um, battle outfit into one episode. Just, there's less to talk about. Exactly. Um, So we're going to be doing that. Uh, So really, we have three episodes left until we are done with this season, guys. And thank God, because right after that, we have The Mandalorian coming out. We have, obviously, The Rise of Skywalker, which, speaking of which, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, we just did a trailer review. That episode is out now, so go look at that. Um... And then we also have decided that after The Rise of Skywalker, we're going to be doing, obviously, a big movie review on that. And then that yes. will be our season finale. So, um... And then we'll be on winter hiatus yes, for a little while. Yes, we want to hit winter, hi- winter hiatus. God, that's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> for probably, you know, at least a month or two. 
um, so we can, you know, collect our thoughts and all that stuff, because we're also, yeah. at that time, going to be getting ready for Star Wars Celebration. Yes, and I will also possibly be visiting Disneyland in December, Ooh. so if that happens, I will give a full review of Galaxy's Edge. Yes, please. Um, Apps. So... We have that little schedule for you guys, at least. You know, obviously things can change, you know, from now until what, December 19th. So, yes, um, bear with us. Like I said, there's a lot of Star Wars to pack into, you know, a lot of stuff. So we're probably going to miss a few things. Sorry about it. That's how life goes. Um, oh, I know. But so don't forget to follow us on Twitter, by the way, at Echo Station Cast. So you can keep up to date with all of our stuff going on. Um... And then you can follow me at IR Turner or House of Turner Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow Chris on Twitter at The Dirt Witch. And then on the Instagram at Chris Jaded. So go check out those. Um, like we said, go follow us on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys interacting with us and retweeting us and liking all of our stuff that we do. Uh, we love you guys so much. Without you, we would not be doing this. So, you know, it's a it's a good thing that we have fans. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, well it's it, it it feels really nice to interact with the Star Wars fan base and it does. to be able to get out our points of view and, and see what everybody else's point yeah. of view is. Um, but like I said, so follow us at Echo Station Cast. Thank you again to Ryan for uh shouting us out all the time and interacting with us. We love you. And then also uh Follow Jedi Manda for all of her great Star Wars creations. And we will see you guys later. See you next time. May the Force be with you. Bye, guys. Bye.